Hi, welcome to episode 5 of Piercing the Veil, your weekly geek podcast. Uh, introduced by me, Robin Pierce. And me, Stephen Pierce. Well, from what we gather from last week's feedback, Steve, we've actually managed to sort out our audio problems. That seems to have been the biggest problem since we started the podcast. It's, yeah, um, one of the things that we heard was from uh, our our family member, Sean Jones, Yes, that uh, we need to make an apology for, really, because we, we seem to have half-deafened him in, in his van while he was driving along listening to us, because on episode three, the infamous episode yeah. three... We, we ought to make a movie about that and call it The Curse of Episode 3. Um, what had apparently happened was that I was booming through, and you, being naturally soft-spoken, yeah. as we've discussed before, um, he couldn't hear you. So when he would turn up the volume to listen to you, I would then absolutely make the van vibrate. It just didn't work, that episode. No, no, no. We we, we do apologise for that yeah. one. Um, but it was due to uh, circumstances beyond our control. We couldn't actually get two microphones working, which is why we've got the new one. And by the time we had messed around with a microphone for, well, best part of an hour, yeah. when it came time to re- record... <laughs> We just didn't really don't want to. <laughs> we were, and I apologise for the language, royally pissed. Yeah. With yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are, loud and proud, and we can be heard. Yes. Um, summer stol- solstice yesterday. I, I can't say that word the first time. Every time I try and say summer... Sto- oh. Summer... S- oh, boy. It was the longest day, which they call the summer solstice. Okay. I keep putting a T in there that doesn't belong. So, you know, what day was it yesterday? Summer solstice. Actually, it's summer solstice. Oh, Uh, God. Okay. You know, there's a movie coming out called... Okay, I was going to ask... Call that word. I I was going to ask you where exactly is this going. And... When that film comes out, I would have thought that it would come out for the summer... Solstice. That's the one. And we could have reviewed it tonight, but it didn't. So I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, July, August. You would think that it would come out for the summer... Solstice. Yeah. Um, but it's like having a Halloween movie out in... August, isn't it? Or that, a Christmas movie out in March. That's like having, with um, 2012 coming out as a big summer blockbuster, yeah. and not actually coming out on the day of 2012. Or any of the other 364 days of 2012. Yeah, but the movie 2012, that specific day, it should have come out on that day. Because when the Omen... You know, it's a, it's a year, not a day, right? Yeah, but you know when the Omen... What date would you like it to come out on? The day the world was supposed to, you know, end. We go kaboom. K- 
kaboom. They're supposed to be a big kaboom. Yeah. I miss Marvin the Martian. Because when the Omen remake came out, that actually came out on the 6th of the 6th of the 6th. That's a marketing ploy. It is a good one. But the film was called 2012. It wasn't called, like, April the 21st, 2012. Well, if it came out on the day the world was supposed to end, maybe, you know, it would have been good. Yeah, but then what about the day after? They'd have put the film out in all these cinemas and they'd have had a really good that day. Yeah. But the rest of the year people think, well, that didn't happen. What a waste of time. At least they had a build-up. And even those who weren't into ancient Mayan prophecies um, would would get a good build-up and they could scare themselves. Well, I hope Taz going to be able you know, to take a deck chair, put on the front driveway and just see the world end, but nope. Some people <laughs> want a house with a fireplace that they can live in. <laughs> You just want a house that you can set on fire. It's it's official. Steve Pierce, you heard it here, folks, wants to watch the world burn. What is wrong with you? With marshmallows. <laughs> oh, do you remember the Rapture? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the Rapture was when uh, we were supposed to get the the resurrection and um, according to, I believe, fundamental Christianity, we were all going to roast, burn. um, You know, it was the end of humanity. It was... And there were were these Christian people, fundamental Christians, I believe, and they'd really bought into this. Yes, they did. And there was one who had given away his house and all his possessions and all his money and gone to stand in Central Park in New York because he was convinced that was going to be the end of the world. Okay. He must be the only guy that was disappointed when it didn't happen. Maybe he should have brought that up with the macho man Randy Savage, who actually saved us from the rapture. Well, according to the internet memes, yeah. of course he did, yes, because he, he died, didn't he? He, he did an elbow drop. He, saved he us did all. an elbow drop, yes, and saved us all. Yeah. Ooh, yeah! Um, I, I, I walked around town that day, the town in which we live in, yeah. and where we broadcast this nonsense yes. from. And we were supposed to see all sorts of apparitions from hell and all that, and oh, demons and stuff the like that. Where the dead supposed to rise? The dead it? were supposed to rise, but the townsfolk in our sleepy little town, they they looked more no more like the dead than they normally do. So maybe we wouldn't notice? Maybe it happened and we didn't notice. Hmm. But nice. anyway, yeah. summer... Solstice. Sol- Solstice. Solstice. So if I say it like it's a name, it's like, hey, Sol, and his surname's Stis. Yeah. Solstice. Yes. Solstice. Yes. Solstice. No. No. S- Solstice. Is it? Is it? Yes. <laughs> Did I say Stol... Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> we did not go dancing around a bonfire or around the tree of the dead, which no. is a tree that's close to our house. Um, which is good because we're father and son and it wouldn't have been natural. It no. probably got us both arrested. We went to the cinema. Yes, we did. In fact, this week we've been to the cinema three times. Yes. No, well, well, we went twice. We've seen three movies. We went twice. We did a double bill. And the first film we saw was Last Sunday. And the movie was Men in Black International, a film that has not been reviewed kindly. I don't understand why. I I had my reservations about Men in Black. Okay. Because I I I don't like it when they make sequels without using the original cast. I find it a waste of time. Right, okay. As evidenced by last year's Ghostbusters, or was it the year before? The year before. I, I really don't know because... Was it two, th- no, it's three years ago. I, I, I'm just not interested. To me, that wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. They kind of regenderized, and I don't think it was a continuation. And basically, I thought, you know what? No. But on the I other... don't like Melissa McCarthy. She's no. not very funny. But I found with Men in Black, it is a sequel, and it makes sense, because you wouldn't have... Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones' character saving the Earth from every single alien. Absolutely, because the Men in Black organisation is an international organisation and they can have an unlimited number of movies, unlimited number of adventures, following different agents. And if you remember in the first one, was it Kay? Tommy yeah. Jones? Yeah. Before Will Smith even entered the scene, his character was, you know, mind wiped. Yeah. Because he was too old. He was too old. And they spent a good deal of the Men in Black trilogy. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Tommy Lee Jones character wanting to retire anyway. And to be honest with you, with you know characters actors getting older to fit into the men in black continuity they too at some point would have to be mind wiped there's one thing that i would like to be mind wiped from and that's the fact that will smith thought he could replicate robin williams in aladdin a film that i will not see that even the CGI that looks dodgy. I have seen also. We both have. We saw saw them last night. As a matter of fact, the the trailer for the Lion King, and people are calling it the live action Lion King, and it's not. It's no. CGI. It's just another form of animation, and the trailer that we saw to me, yeah, was practically a frame by frame rehash. Of the animated movie that we saw back in 1996. Yeah. And even with James Earl Jones's voice. What is the point? It's not live action. It's still animated, only with computer animation. Disney, what are you doing? Give us something new. But on the other hand, when we saw... I didn't want to see Dumbo. 
No, you blown, did not. I was blown away by Dumbo because that, it wasn't the Dumbo story from the animated movie. There were parts of it in there. It actually expanded more upon on what happened to Dumbo afterwards. The only reason I went to see Dumbo was on the strength that it was directed by Tim Burton. Yes. Um, I have long admired and enjoyed Tim Burton's skewed view of just about everything. I mean, Batman. Yeah, yeah. 30 years ago, I was complaining bitterly that Tim Burton directed Batman because he directed Beetlejuice and why is a comedy director directing Batman? And then he cast um, Michael Keaton, whom I'd only seen in Johnny Dangerously, a comedy gangster movie, and was known for being short in stature. And again, why is he playing Batman in a film directed by a comedy director? And then he cast Jack Nicholson, and I thought, oh, all right. And of course... When the stills started coming out, the publicity photos, and we saw the suit and all the rest of it, and the Batmobile, that soon became possibly still the best Batman movie we've seen. It is, because it was, I found that was more comic book accurate. Yeah. I know that there were obviously some things that weren't comic book accurate, like, you know, no Joe Chill. Right. Um, we didn't like the fact that Jack Napier killed Bruce Wayne's parents, but um, everything else... Was pre- oh, we didn't like uh, Michael Goff as Alfred just letting Vicky Bale into you know, the... It's like, oh, there's the Batcave, there you go. Yeah, there you go, love. But, you know, how did he keep his job? Pity. You know, Alfred, you let anybody else in here, I will fire your ass. You know, through a cannon. Um, But we're digressing wildly here. Men in Black. I liked it. I I, I didn't expect to. I thought that Crims... Chris... Crims? Crims? What's wrong with me tonight? I I swear to God, I don't drink, okay? Um, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, I thought, were ideal. Yeah. Um... We had Liam Neeson as the head of British operations. We still had the flying cars. We still had the mind wipes. We still had the dazzling energy guns. And more than that, we had the aliens. We we saw the the little wormy guys that we'd seen in the original trilogy. There was a portrait of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones uh, from the first movie, you know, in like a a Men in Black Hall of Fame. Uh, Head of Operations was now Emma Thompson, because, of course, uh, Rip Rip Torn, who played the original head, had passed away. And she took over in the third movie. She did. So it was all... The same continuity was, was there. And I thought a sign of the times was somebody saying you know, why why are we men in black you know there there, there are women here yeah. and she kind of rolls her eyes and says 
I've already had this conversation many times. Rather than just leave it that, you know, with the men in black and that's what we're called. Because apparently that is the name of their yeah. organization. Um, interestingly, they were dealing with a mole in the organization this time. Yeah, it's more of a spy movie. Which leads me to the big impression that the film made. We kept seeing... Uh, Chris Hemsworth in and we were used to seeing him as Thor yeah. of course in a black suit running around fighting driving fast cars why are we bothering with Daniel Craig when he could be the next and possibly the best Bond we have seen Th that's exactly right because seeing Daniel Craig in another Bond movie. Although I'll see it because it's a Bond movie, I really don't want to. Because it's he doesn't work as Bond. He's never worked as Bond. For me, I didn't really much care for having the entire franchise rebooted. Um, Casino Royale was... A little bit slow because, yeah. you know, the, the casino sequence seemed to go on and on and on and on and on. It wasn't the Bond that we were used to. But then again, Moore wasn't the Bond that we were used to after Connery. No. Dalton wasn't the Bond that we were used to after Moore. And, you know, so on. Um, and then they carried on the story with uh, Quantum of Solace. And I've never spoken to anybody who can tell me what that film's about. Yeah. We we attended the One Man Bond show with Brian Gorman. And it was the one film that he, he couldn't act out in a an hour-long sort of enactment of every Bond movie with yeah. classic lines and gestures and stuff like that that he does, which is amazing. But even he can't do... Quantum of Solace, because no. like everybody else, he, you know, what's it all about? I mean, Goldfinger, gold bullion smuggling. You've got Thunderball, the great underwater adventure, from Russia with love. You know, the Russians yeah. are trying to frame Bond. Um, the Spy Who Loved Me, another underwater adventure with somebody wanting to submerge the world and all the rest of it. Moonraker. Well, Moonraker was a sad little entry into okay, it but okay. you know you, you can say what they're about quantum right. of solace blank i'll go as far as to say though i would rather watch moonraker any day of the week if it meant i didn't have to see specter i do not like that that movie. was another problem because quantum of solace carried on from casino royale yeah and then skyfall i thought it's a trilogy I walked away from Skyfall quite happily. Yeah. Thinking, okay, it's a trilogy. That story's been told. We we have M now, Ralph Fiennes, and good, good, good. Okay, fine. I wasn't even going to go yeah. near the... So he's only now really the 007 that we know, and yet he's somehow got a weapons-packed Aston Martin yeah. hidden in a garage, you know. Did Q just procure a, 
uh, uh, a vintage British sports car and kit it out for him, or as a weekend hobby, did he restore it and think, oh, machine guns will look great on this. Anyway, Spectre came in, and we both went to see that, and we thought, the hell? Yeah. Because they were carrying on the same story from the trilogy yet again. And it was not a good closer. No, and I found as well that they went on about, you know, the special effects in Spectre. Yeah. And how great they were and how much it cost and all the rest of it. But when we actually saw the effects, all I was thinking was... Well, Mission Impossible does this so much better. They have a faster... Well, Mission Impossible, to me, are the new Bond movies. Yeah. Um, I also think that with Mission Impossible, that they do it on a far better timescale. Because one of the things I've read recently about Bond 25... Yeah. Shatterhand, is it? Is that what it's called? I, th- I think so. What does that even mean? But apparently it's already in development hell. Because the um, director turned up late to the set. Yeah. And wanted the cast to work overtime, in which they refused. Okay. So now no one's actually sure... What's happening with this next Bond? Oh, boy. And, of course, Daniel Craig got injured on set or something. Yeah. Anyway. When Shatterhand actually hits the screen... I don't know if that's a a holding name or... Yeah. It sounds Bondish, doesn't it? Um, So we've had Thunderball, Shatterhand... How's the song going to go? Like Shatterhand... No. Oh, how about, you know, with with trumpets? Yeah. How about, you know, Shirley Bassey singing, you know, Shatterhand. I hope this isn't bland. That could work. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. This, this new Bond movie, I just... I'm not excited. There was a we saw a clip of it on TV. Oh, that's when they were introducing the cast, and it's um, Rennie Malik from Freddie Mercury. Oh God, him! I I'm sorry, I don't get it. I just don't get it. You have. The, Is my, this a Bond film? Shall I win an Oscar? Yes. I know people like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. No problem with that at all. It was an okay movie. Yeah. But there again, I'm not that big a Queen fan anyway. Okay. But the... Was it Tommy Malak? Rennie Rennie Malak. People's... You know, were, you, like, were you thinking Timmy Mallet? He was around when you were a kid. Whack-a-day. <laughs> but they're saying... You know, you've said on review sites how he did an excellent impersonation. He did look a lot like Freddie Mercury. And you know how he talked and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's how he talks in every series. Yeah, but he had some sort of like um, a, an appliance to 
to replicate um, you know the the lower part of, of Freddie Mercury's face and to make his to give him that kind of overbite, didn't he? Because we saw him in uh, Mr. Robot, yeah. and he didn't have that kind of overbite. And I liked it was an okay movie. Yeah. But a part of me was like, it, it's. He wasn't of your era, yeah. was he, really? And I think that even, you know, when you've played like the greatest hits of Queen. Yeah. That's always been the kind of. Uh, okay, Queen. See, when I was 15, um, Bohemian Rhapsody was the big Christmas hit that year in 1975. Yeah. And it. That song and the Night at the Opera uh, album and Sheer Heart Attack, which yeah. preceded it, they they always take me back to, you know, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, that does make It was kind of like a soundtrack of that kind of time. Yeah. Um, it was number one for what seemed like months. I liked some of that stuff, but... The movie, I, I don't know what it was about it. A lot of people have absolutely loved it, which yeah. is great. But for me, it was... I preferred Ed Wood. Ed Wood as a, a biographical movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ed Wood, fair enough. Right stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's another one we saw quite recently. What, a biographical movie? Yeah. Stephen's thinking. I think another one that I actually liked. What? W. 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 That was a good James one. James Brolin as George W. Bush. That was a good one. See, those movies I could follow. You haven't seen Stan and Ollie yet. No. Uh, that's that's a very good film. Um, the likenesses, the mannerisms, uh, it, they, they've got it all. See, You're still trying to figure out what that biopic that you've yeah. seen is. Because we're recording this in the study, which is Geek Central here at the house, and he's he's like looking around as oh, if he's like oh, oh to see if he can spot whatever disc it was I, on a shelf. I know what I thought it was what. Okay, don't laugh. I'm not guaranteeing it. Big Wednesday. If I was thinking the stunts were done for real. Oh my. Big Wednesday is a classic movie about surfing. It's, it's nobody's biography. It's it's a, based on the life of loosely of John Milius, the screenwriter. But um, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm just glad that you didn't come at me with something like, "Oh, I saw a wonderful biopic the other day in that Detective Pikachu." Now that's the worst film I've seen this year. And you have it on pre-order. On Blu-ray. On blue, can't even understand why you'd waste an extra five pounds on Blu-ray for that trash. And you Pixels, told me, dude. oh, what? Pixels. That's a good film. I, I know, but you want the extra pixels. Anyway, uh, you told you told me, oh, we can watch it on Blu-ray. I said, no, no, we can't. I never want to besmirch my eyes with that nonsense again. Pokemon does not exist in my dojo. How about we go through the original series? 
How about we don't? Well, that's just conversation just, killer, isn't it? <laughs> it was, it was abysmal. Um, but we 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 then went to the cinema last night for opening night of two movies. Yes. You know, to try and carry this this show going in a forward direction, being that now we've been talking for twenty eight minutes and twenty eight seconds. <laughs> you can see everybody yeah. checking their little timers now. <laughs> By God, he's right. <laughs> they talked about nothing. <laughs> they talked about nothing. These people have been talking crap. Um, Toy Story Four. I I loved it. That's one of my top movies of this year, by far. We went to the cinema, we caught a 6.30 showing, and immediately some of my worst fears were were realised because there were children in there. Now, I don't like watching my Pixar movies or a Disney movie with children around because... These films are not for kids. I mean, who brings a child into a Pixar movie? Because every time there was uh, a laugh or a gag in the film last night, there were plenty of them, it was always the adults who laughed. What I noticed, and this was around the time of Toy Story 3, Yeah, there was a meme going around online, which I was pretty much sharing constantly, Yeah, which was... Pretty much. Move out the way, kid. I've been waiting 15 years for this movie. Right. Uh, there's another meme that Pixar told a better love story in the first 10 minutes of Up than they did in however many Twilight movies that they made. I don't even know how many. Well, it doesn't matter. They're not real vampires anyway. They don't sparkle. And scamper along treetops. Yeah. We may forgive him if he's a decent Batman. I ha- I I don't know why, but if he's... I'm completely open to him as Batman as long as we just get a Batman movie. Yeah. Right. Toy Story 4. What did you like? I... Remember, let's do this non-spoiler. Let's make it difficult for you. Okay. Go on then. I like the fact that Toy Story 4 actually touched on quite a few adult themes. They all do. But what I found with this one in particular, and maybe it's because I'm older. Yeah. After the first couple minutes, you kind of don't see them as toys. That's due to the extreme skill in storytelling. The you don't see them as toys, and it's not so much the fourth Toy Story movie, despite the fact it's called Toy Story Four. It's more of an epilogue. That's what you said last night when we were going through the the credits, and it's a really interesting take, and I agree with you. the The story itself is basically wound up in yeah. Toy Story 3 and I was ready to leave the screening thinking okay 
That's very, very good. I've enjoyed it. There are no reservations here whatsoever. It is a classic film. Pixar have done it again. And I thought, how would I describe this? And you said, it's an epilogue movie. And I thought, that's about as eloquent as you've ever got in your 28 years of life. And you nailed it. It's an epilogue movie. And I... And without going into spoilers... Yeah. It, it's such... It's a touching movie. Yeah. You said that the woman who sat beside you, because you were bes- between yeah. her and me, she was, was, she was absolutely dis- emotionally yeah. destroyed by the film. I mean, you know, even the opening scenes, she was just broken. It's yeah. like... This movie's only been on for like five minutes. You, yeah. You, you've broken already. This is why I think that Pixar are the golden age Disney of the day. And by golden age Disney, I mean, you know, when Disney was a bit more creative than they are yeah. now. Um, the, the, the Disney that gave us... Um, Bambi, Snow White, um, you know, the real Golden Age yeah. stuff that touched audiences of all ages because Disney, Walt Disney himself went on record saying that he never made a children's film. He made films for families. Yeah. And that's an important di- pa- um, differentiation there that I think that... Disney themselves as a company may have forgotten these days. Yeah, because didn't we because they have Frozen 2 yeah. coming out this year? Yeah. But you look at the, the the Disney Channel and there's nothing really there for anybody no. over the age of 12 year old little girls. But you see the um, old cinema shorts. Yeah. They were edgy. Th- these are now forgotten shorts because they're not shown no and people seem to have this idea because it's what's been established yeah the you know donald duck for example you know he he might get a bit bad tempered at times but you know he's a lovable character you see him in the shorts he was actually kind of a raging psychopath Yes, he gets into the psychopathic rages. Yeah. And on one early short, I forget what it's called, but he actually pulls a loaded gun on a bunch of orphans. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like watching a ticking time bomb because once a little sailor cap goes forward, you know he he's homicidal with rage. Yeah. Now, this is something that I didn't know until very recently. Uh, last week or the week before, Donald Duck celebrated his now 80th anniversary, I think. I think so. And I didn't know that Donald Duck had a middle name. Okay. Fauntleroy. Apparently, according to Mark Hamill and his Twitter feed... Yeah. Donald Duck, or Donald Fauntleroy Duck was established at as his name in one of the very early cartoons. Yeah, did you mention The Wise Old Hen? That's his first debut, isn't it? That, that... 
I have difficulty watching that one because there's a song in it that just it oh yes it does in my head and I can't I'm trying hard not to think about it now because I I don't want it to be an earworm like Alex left chick left check left chuck sorry um gives me every week on the midweek drive sorry about that Alex Mr. Left Chuck, I do apologise. This year, this week, sorry, this week, it was Einsteiner Go-Go. It's a song which, mercifully, you haven't heard. Okay, good. But it's, oh, it's awful. Anyway, we mentioned Mark Hamill. Yes. And it's time for a very clever segue to the last film that we saw this week, which is Child's Play. A film that, at one point, we swore we'd never see. But, thanks to them uh, adding Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky, we thought we'd give it a try. Um, What are we going to say about this one? It wasn't as bad as I feared it would be. Okay. Mark Hamill does not work as Chucky. In my opinion, Mark Hamill elevated the film. Yeah. But he didn't elevate it enough. And I found that the... You fat-owned? Fat-owned? I found it. <laughs> anyway. It's a microphone. It's not a... You fat-owned what? Solstice. I, <laughs> I said it. I don't know what it was, but you know the. I know they used animatronics for yeah. Chucky. Yeah. But his facial expressions. He was a creepy looking little doll, and I didn't yeah. like him. And I was kind of thinking that the original Chucky, you know, the proper good guy doll. Yeah. The effects were better when they originally did it. Well. I actually did an interview with the original uh, Child's Play, Play, Child's Play, Child's Play director Tom Holland a few years ago, and basically Chucky was a midget in a suit. Yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to say midgets anymore, but there it is. The differently heighted. The horizontally disadvantaged. No, vertically disadvantaged. Yeah. Horizontally, they'd be lying down, wouldn't they? Well, actually, if they were lying down, they'd be the same height as everybody else. Vertically challenged. Vertically challenged, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, how many audience members do you think we've offended by now? Oh, a fair few, but it's okay, we haven't swore. This is true, this is true. Yeah. Um, unlike when we test the mic before we start recording... Yes. Um, <laughs> some of the things that are said and sung into the mic to check our sound levels, uh, you you really don't want to know. We mentioned mentioning swearing. Yes, this is something else I actually had an issue with. What? Chucky as a doll. Yes, is supposed to be quite psychotic. Yeah, and obviously, Chucky swears. Yes. That's what, Chucky's known for. Yeah. 
He didn't do that much. Well, you see, this is where we've got the difference. In the original film, um, Chucky the doll is evil because yeah. um, a serial killer uses... Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray uses black magic and yeah. an incantation to transfer his soul into this doll um, because he's been shot and he's, you know, on the run from the police. And if he transfers his kind of essence into this doll, um, it can reside there for a limited amount of time. Yeah. And then he can do a spell to get himself out of the doll and into another person. So he's, you know, basically he's bidding for immortality here. And, of course, during the the films, um, he fails to make that yeah. sort of time. And so he's cursed to be in the chi- in the doll's body for forever. And he tries to wreak a terrible vengeance. Yeah. All right. In the new film, none of that happens. There is nothing supernatural about it. Chucky doesn't have the soul of... Uh, a serial killer. It's a disgruntled employee in a Vietnamese factory where they make these IE dolls, yeah. which are a lot like uh, Alexa, but in doll form. Okay? Okay. Uh, that um, noise you just heard was our own Alexa device listening in. Hi, Alexa! Now she's not listening. But if the CIA... I don't know that one. She doesn't know how to respond to hi. Hang on a second. Let's try an experiment. Alexa, say hi to our listeners. Sorry, I don't know that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Anyway... Um, And he wipes the memory clean, takes all the... um, safeguards out so that this doll becomes uh, prone to violence and and all the rest of it. Its behavioural inhibitors are wiped clean. It, it's capable of learning and adapting to you know whichever child or whoever owns it and it can switch things on and off and it can help you with your routine tasks. And uh, basically, he's like a little Terminator yeah. that goes wrong. But there is something that's quite interesting. What? And I don't know how this has happened. Yeah. We are actually saved. Because I believe it's later on this year, early next year, Stars Media yeah. are doing the Chucky series. Old or new Chucky? This is what I don't quite understand. With the original creators. Yeah. Brad Dorf is back. The proper voice of Chucky. Yeah. Right. And the series is going to be called Child's Play. They've got the rights back. Which I don't quite That's good. get. Because the movie's just come out. But it's not being shown in all cinemas. Well, if it's Stars Media, Stars Media tends to make things for HBO, don't they? So it could well pop up on TV. They also did a sh- other show that we love, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, we do love our Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, it's probably the goriest 
and most offensive horror movie based series yeah. that we've Agreed. ever seen. And you know, it just hits the nail right on the head week after week after week. And of course, we enjoy um, Bruce Campbell's yes. um, manic performances. So, how would you rate Child's Play in the classic horror movies that have had a reboot stakes? I would say it wasn't as bad as A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. But whereas you had like with Friday the 13th, yeah. That added something to the franchise with how Jason actually got around. Oh, the rat tunnels yeah. under the forest. I loved that idea. That I was happy with. I didn't actually mind the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Charles I played... I actually I I have a guilty secret here. Yeah. I actually liked the remake slash reboot slash reimagination of Poltergeist. Yes. A part of me with Child's Play, it kind of, it left me a bit cold because it ran 90 minutes. Yeah. But I kind of didn't feel that I saw enough. I I could have telegraphed that last scene, the last frame um, I, I could have told you what that was going to be before we even walked in. Um, and it seemed to be a film of two halves as well. Yeah. If the. It should be two films, is what I'm trying to say. Um, up to the point where Chucky is revived, that should be the second part. Yeah. Uh, film. Um, by the, the caretaker. That should have been expanded and be a second film. So two films for the price of one, but nowhere Lacking. near half the film the first one was. Yeah. Uh, okay, so going on from there, we saw a trailer for a movie that made us go literally, what the hell? We've seen movies based on games and um, toys, yeah, and they have veered from the good, uh, the Tomb Raider films. Yeah. We've liked those, and say what you will about Michael Bay and his lens flare. If you you know think you're trendy yeah. and know what the hell a lens flare is, I love the Transformers movies. Yeah. I kind of like Battleships, but. It's. I'd be. I'd. I'd be happier if they didn't try and say it was based on that game, and it's got one of the most outrageous scenes where I, from when I saw it the first time, yeah. I've just got. Oh come on, guys, where they are going to out uh, the heroes are on this destroyer, heading out to sea, to meet the aliens head on, and. In one thrilling sequence, they drop anchor and steer hard to one side and literally do the equivalent of a handbrake turn with a destroyer. And I don't know that's physically possible. But then again, 
they're dealing with aliens yeah. and we've swallowed all that so far. So, But there's something about that that makes me... Oh, my God. Really, guy? Really? The Resident Evil movies aren't that much better. I... I couldn't warm to those films if I was cremated with them. Well, I found that after playing the games again... Yeah. It actually just showed how bad the movies were. Yeah. But thankfully, James Wan... Yeah. ...is doing a Resident Evil movie. Director of Aquaman? Yes. Yeah. And he's someone that actually's played the games. Okay. So if he, but remember, James Wan is also one of the people, creative team, who gave the world the Conjuring and Annabelle movies. But before we see what he does with Resident Evil, the one thing I will pre-warn you about: some of the Resident Evils are known for some jump scares. So he could do that. Well, it's the one trick that he and his ilk have brought to horror movies so far. Yeah. So, and you know the curse of La Yorona did nothing to improve no. things. So, for you, what's the worst film to come out of the toy or gaming industry? Hitman Agent Forty Seven. See, I didn't mind that. Not, mind the, that. not the one you have on DVD. No, no, no. No, I, I know the one you mean. The one that was a big summer release a few years ago. The, the opening ten minutes were great. I yeah. loved it. Okay. The only problem is that Hitman doesn't really talk. But I understand, in order to have a movie, you kind of have to have him talk. Yeah. It would also help if he was actually... Bald and he hadn't just had his head shaved. Yeah, okay. For me, Detective Pikachu. Because Pokemon started as a game before yeah. it was a. Yeah, oh, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful film. Um, which brings us on to Game On. Yes. Right, now. We have taken a walk down memory lane and we've played a film that... Played a film? Played a game today that we used to play when you were, what, about 10? Yeah. Take it from there. They finally re-released Crash Team Racing. It's pros- It's possibly the game that defined my childhood, because I've lost count of how many times that it we... defined your childhood more than cheating on the Jurassic Park board game with your kid sister. Maybe if she didn't look out the window. But okay, to hang be on fair, a second. Before, wait, hang on a second. Yeah. Did you not go look? What's that? I pointed. Yeah. And it defined more than when you used to cheat at battleships with your little sister, saying that... Real time. Real time, my ship is disabled, it's drifting. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Hurry on. And 
This is what it was like raising kids yeah. in this household. We played it, if you remember, a couple of years ago. Yeah. The original PS1 version. And we found it slow. It was slow, sluggish, and a part of me was wondering, am I remembering how we used to play this right? Because it just Yeah, seemed... but we were much slower then yeah. because games didn't move at the speed that they do these days. And we were you know, we're playing stuff like um Split Second yeah. and Burnout and things like that. And I did have my reservations about getting this one, thinking, okay. thinking, you know, will it be as I remembered it, or am I going to be playing it thinking, you know, that this is just bad? <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, it's exactly as I remember it. But they've they've sped it up yeah. and they've upgraded the visuals though, haven't they? There's a lot more detail than there used to be. We one of the tracks we tried was was it Mystery Cave or Mysterious Cave? Mystery Caves, I think. Yeah, that was one of the original tracks that I couldn't stand before because I just found it kind of dull, even at the time when we first played it. Yeah, it looks incredible now. I would highly recommend it more than Mario Kart. How can they get away with with Mario Kart and Super Mario Brothers? In this day when everybody is so sensitive about racial stereotyping, yeah. how can people get away with making a tiny Italian plumber jump up and down? Well, <laughs> there go the rest of our listeners. He also plays tennis. Does he? Yeah. He's quite good at it too. Do you, do you play? Do you play these games? I've played Super Mario Island. And Sorry, I've... do you say Island or Ireland? Ireland. Because I was I was thinking, you know, Super Mario Ireland would be, you know, oh, bigora, I fix your toilet. I I've tried with. Sorry, my Italian accent sounds like Bella Lugosi. I've tried with Teth. Yeah. Um, if there are any Italians out there, I'm sorry. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Mario and what? Sonic. The Hedgehog. That's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was a very rainy day. Um, oh. But when you class... I kind of class Mario a bit like modern Disney. What? Yeah. I am going There's somewhere There's a link it. between Mario and modern Disney. Oh, I am going somewhere with this, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mario... Oh, I'm dying to hear this. Mario is kind of like the... Your voice I know. is breaking. <laughs> it's like Mario the... is... Okay, carry on. Like the modern Disney. <laughs> Trying to... <laughs> Trying to cater to everyone. Except people who are easily offended by racial stereotypes, yeah. obviously. Whereas, you know, some of the attacks you can do, it kind of levels the playing field so everyone has a fair turn, kind of hand-holding. Oh, like the, oh, we're all winners! Yeah, yeah, oh. that's what I found. CTR is pretty much old-school Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. With its stylized, inconsequential violence. And if you don't win, like I didn't win the first one, 
<laughs> it, it's not a case. It's not a case of. You never do, do you? It's not a case of you know. Well, if you use that weapon, you know you can all win together. If you lose at CTR, you suck. It's simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you give? I mean, we've played so far three tracks out of how many? Thirty-one plus unlockable plus downloadable coming in on the. 3rd of July. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Yes. They are to do with tonight's show. Yeah. Okay. And you haven't had time to prepare for this. No. Because it's something <laughs> that I just made up. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, are you ready? No. <laughs> Good, then we shall begin. Okay. Right. Your top three Pixar movies now, go. Toy, Sto- like... Toy Story, Cars, Incredibles. Oh, okay. Toy Story, Cars, Incredibles. Is that in their order? No. So it's not one, two, three, or even three, two, one? <laughs> Toy Story, Cars. Yeah, that is actually the order. So, number one, Toy Story. Number two, Cars. Number three, The Incredibles. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Next question is... Your top three games. Go! CTR, Grand Theft Auto, Resident Evil. Resident Evil? Yeah. Ah. I didn't think you were that much of a Resident Evil fan. I've played all of them. Uh Uh-huh. About, what, 10, 12 Yeah, games? I watched Detective Pikachu. doesn't mean I'm a Pokemon fan. No, I'm not letting that go. But I think it may well be time for us to let our audience go because we are coming up to just about the end of the time that we allocate for this show. So we're going to say goodbye yes. until next week. As I try to cue our music. And are we ready? Oh, don't do that. There we are. Pause it. There we go. There we go. See, as you can see, we actually record this whole thing live. And here we go. So, until next week, when you'll hear more of this kind of lunacy... It's so long from me, Robin Pierce, and me, Stephen Pierce. Bye. See Keep ya. watching the skies.